Welcome to the Part-Time Otaku Podcast. Again, I'm Dave. I'm Gray. And we're going to talk about Attack on Titan Season 4, Episode 4 this week. Boom. It just, con- it just continues to ramp up. Yeah, yeah. I think we're... Shit is about to hit the fan. Yeah. In new and exciting ways. Um, did you like the episode? How do you feel? It was great. Um, oddly, you know, it was funny. There was a couple moments in the episode where it actually felt like I wasn't watching Attack on Titan. Do you know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. There are a couple moments in there that felt completely, like, foreign, which I think is part of the theme of the episode. And, like, yeah. Um, that really give you, like, a very different vibe. Calm um, before the storm would be one way. A hundred percent, dude. Especially those really, like, heart felt uplifting festival scenes towards the yes. end of the episode. Yeah. It's like, wow, this is beautiful. I really hope something doesn't ruin all this. <laughs> I know. It it, it it honestly felt like something straight out of, uh, like, My Hero Academia or uh, even Demon Slayer. You know, there were some, like, training montages and, like, even, like, you know, lighthearted moments between characters. Um, it was also re- very reminiscent of uh, season one in training, you know? Yeah. Kind of just, you know, playing around and laughing and jesting. And you can tell this is probably the first time these Mar- the Marley and Young Warriors have kind of like, the, probably the only time they were experiencing anything like this. So it was just, you could see their genuine joy. And even there's moments where Reiner, like, he can't help himself to smile, right? Like, it's it was really, really cool to see. Yeah, and it's kind of, it's super reminiscent. That vibe is very reminiscent of season one when uh, the main cast is like, you know, Aaron and crew are really starting to feel ready. You yeah. know what I mean? Their training is wrapping up. They're going to join the scouts soon. And then that's when the attack happens. I don't know if you remember. I watched it recently. But, like, it, back in season one, Aaron's actually having, like, an internal monologue about, like, it's going to be different now. We're at the helm. We're going to, mm. you know, we're going to save the world, basically. And that's when the Colossal Titan appears behind him in that, yeah. like, iconic shot. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. Crazy, yeah. Um, the parallel—they're really oh, dude. as as it goes through the parallels to season one and two, the most I find. 100%. You know, it's like you know, there's definitely stuff you know from season three, both parts that like you're you're seeing influences, but it's very much like it's almost back to basics in a weird way. Yeah, yeah. and this this episode was kind of like I found just kind of. It's like I said before, I, and you had said too, so I think something very grim is coming. And funny enough, this morning I actually saw the key art for season four. Oh, yeah? And oh. I think, well, it was just the like the poster that was presented for season four, and it's, I believe it's Aaron in Titan form, towering over a city. Oh, yeah. And yes. I think it's Falco, like kind of like, you know, we see the back shot of Falco, Um kind of just standing there, uh, clearly, like, in, like, like a stance of, like, you know, alarm, you know, alertness. Yeah. So, I, I'm wondering if that might be what we're about to see. Yeah. Um, I know the frame that you're talking about, and it's, it's just so crazy, because it's, like, again, back in season one, when those Titans appeared, especially, like, in the pilot, when they were just helpless kids, there mm-hmm. was a lot of shots of stuff like that, of children mm-hmm. running around, being scared, not knowing what's going on, there's this monster that's invading their city. 
and it uh, feels like that's what we're about to do. Yeah. Okay. Um, should we jump into the plot? Let's let's get into it. Yeah. So we open on uh, Falco is chatting up with Reiner. He's like, "Oh, I forgot something at HQ. I gotta go get it." And we figure out quickly that Falco's sending a uh, a letter for Aaron. Um, and they seem to, you know, be, have a good report. I think Aaron's kind of got Falco wrapped around his finger. I wonder how much time has passed. They they hint at it later that there has been a passage of time. Somewhere mm. through the mid to towards the end of the show, Aaron mentions, you've been a huge help sending all these letters. So, yeah. letters plural, let's assume that's intel, mm-hmm. um, which is scary. But, uh, so, you know, I don't know, days, weeks, somewhere in there. I, yeah, I guess that, because, like, in, you know, the the festival had to be constructed, right? Like, that that's, like, kind of one of the main, um, that's going to be the jumping off points going forward. Like, you know, the, the festival next episode is, like, the, I think, going to be the next big moment. Um, so, yeah, I guess it would have taken time to build that and, like, get the city ready and they're bringing in all the other, you know, I'm jumping ahead, but. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I, I think some time has gone through. He, it, I'm so curious what Aaron has I, I, just, I wish I could have heard more of their conversations, you know? I just see I more of, like, Aaron's insight, and you can tell Falco, like, from the get-go, was just kind of a little bit of enamored with Aaron. Yep. You know? So it just would, you know... It's, well, he's uh, like a, you know, he's an older man that seems to be yeah. wise and has experience, and he's insightful, and he's kind to And uh, as far Falco. as Falco knows, he's a soldier, too. Like, yep. he fights for the same cause, and, yep. you know, he probably doesn't... You know, a childlike innocence probably doesn't see the danger in speaking with them. Of course. Yeah. Um, quickly after that, uh, we learn that the whole Tiber family has shown up for a visit. They've got their own personal guard that aren't under the command of the military. Uh, we meet, we meet Willie. Yeah. He's the Willie. head of the Tiber family. He uh, invites, you know, Magath. Is it Commander Magath or General Magath? He invites uh, Magath to come say hello and meet the family. Yeah. Um, and he says, hey, the Warhammer Titan is here, but he doesn't tell him who possesses it. My guess very is that... Inter- very interesting scene. That's, I yeah, think, uh, out of that balcony, there's a lot that had happened on that balcony chat they had. But, Agreed. you know, the, you know, the, you get like a pan of the room, you see the, the rest of the family. There's young, uh, there's old, all there's ages, old and big family. Big family, and I'd like they take like a good, like two seconds on each one of them, mm-hmm. so like you can see a face. They they very much leave it to like it. It can be any of them. Yeah, you know? it's it's interesting. It might be a little too easy if it's Willie that possesses yeah. it. Um, I, and I don't I don't believe it is. But they're doing a you know he's been on screen. This is his first episode, right? And he had yeah. like a pretty great performance. I don't know if you want to call it that, but he, you know his dialogue was snappy. The voice actor did a great job. Like, he, mm-hmm. he uh, had a good first impression, I should say. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so back to the balcony. So much shit happened there, dude. Uh, little lore dump about Helos. Yeah. Uh, this Marleyan hero. They talk about, Magath talks about how he's in favor of Marleyan conscription, which is, like, mm-hmm. pretty interesting. He basically says he's all for Marleyans getting drafted, more yeah. or less, because he wants an end to the war, which is not... What I would have guessed was shocking, right? He, they're developing yeah. the gaff. It's funny, like I think earlier in like episode one or two, you were like, "Oh, like that's my boy," kind of joking. Yeah, 
Yeah. But, like, I was pretty positive that, like, he was going to be kind of a one-note character. Yeah, um, or even kind of, like, you know, easy to paint as the film, or as an antagonist for, like, yeah. for an- anyone, you know? But the, you know, it's, I found there's a, there's a specific shot very reminiscent of when, uh, last episode when Ryder pulls the gun out of his mouth, like, very, like, very well drawn, and, like, just, you know, and even, too, uh, when... Aaron and Falco are speaking last episode, you know, the reference to, you know, uh, Falco potentially being the armored Titan, just Aaron's eyes, McGath's eyes, when it shifted over to, you know, Willie, when he makes, you know, makes a note of, you know, you know, I hear you're in in favor of, you know, conscription, Um, just so, so telling and like the fear, Mm -hmm. like legitimate fear in his eyes, you know? Yeah, and it's interesting like, to see kind of the shoe on the other foot there, um, yeah. because we've seen our boy McGath just knocking all of these titans around, you know what I mean, or treating mm-hmm. them like second-class citizens, and here he is kind of clearly on the other side of the power differential this time, Yeah, um, because in this same conversation, we more or less learn that the Tibers control most of the Marley government, or the entire Marley government. We don't know what the source of their power is, unless it is just the Warhammer Titan, or if it's just because they're a noble family. I was um, shocked. I I, yeah. I did not see that coming at all. That was that was one of those things. I I had to immediately just like rewind. I was like, "What did what did he just say?" <laughs> you know, like that. I I must have misheard that. But uh, no, it's and you know and there's you know how like there's um I guess like commercial breaks in the mm-hmm. episode. They have like mm-hmm. those like cool like you know, little fact pages. Yeah. They make a reference to um, the Tyra family directly having an association with this Helos. Yeah. Like maybe, and like aid, yeah. aiding Helos. So, you know, the, and, and later in the episode too, like they keep, uh, they refer to Willie as like the ancestor of the savior of our people. Yes. Uh, you know, like, and all these people who clearly hate Eldians and, you know, like they're, they're all like scum and they're all devils. The second he, you know, his presence alone is mesmerizing to all these people. It's yeah, tune changes so, when he's around. It's such a strange dynamic from everything we've seen so far this season with like in Marley, the setting, and like during the war, and then you know, like even in Liberio and at the docks. And it's what an interesting character Willie is, and yeah, I and think the dynamic that he's changing, um, yeah, but you know, not only is it interesting that everyone's reverence for him is so obvious. But it's it's crazy that he's Eldian, and yeah. that they, one they 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 really revere him, and two that he's letting this happen to his people. Yeah, like he's cl- very clearly totally aware, and probably somewhat responsible, or at least his family is. I did get the vibe that he's he's only like recently maybe the head of the family. You know, like he, like, you know, because he makes, he makes a reference, not in this conversation, but there's another conversation he has with McGath later about, um, you know, like the, you know. It's kind of just his turn to hold the wheel. It's his turn to hold the wheel and everyone prior before him has just been letting the wheel go. Yeah. So I'm wondering like if he hasn't been in power, like, or in running the, I wonder if he's new to his power and he's decided to like put an end to things. Yeah. Which yeah. is, you know, in one way or another, and I, I'd love to talk, I'm sure we're going to talk about that later on, because uh, they they definitely set this up to go one of many ways. Yes. 
he, you know, his his intention. I don't think it's going to be as straightforward as it kind of came across as. Yeah, that balcony chat. Uh, he really just sort of hints and says, "Yeah, you know, I'll reveal the way forward at the at the festival." Yeah, um, and we get more details on that later. But next, we cut to Piek, the cart yeah. titan, walking around on all fours. Which, just at the top of the stairs. <laughs> which was somewhat terrifying. Scared the, yeah. scared the shit out of Galliard. <laughs> um, it was just like a fun little scene. Uh, yep. And then uh, we cut to a war, I mean, uh, war meeting. Sorry, what were you going to say? And, well, even that, and that was one of those moments where I was like, I feel like I was just watching, like, I don't, I don't, I hate saying this, but not like a generic shonen, but like such a more lighthearted show. Yeah. It, it, like, they even, like, they had that, like, little lighthearted moment with Galliard and, and Piek, and seems kind of just. You know, like, it's a little bit of comic relief, and it's like, oh, that's weird, that's out of place, and then you see everything later on, and it's like, oh, like, yeah, like, they're all, they missed out on their childhood, like, you know, like, they find their fun in their own little ways, you know, and like, yeah, man, it, I'm it's, re-watching season two still, uh, with the girlfriend right now, and it's, you know, obviously, while, um, season four is happening, you know, it's really paint, shining a light on all these parallels, yeah. Um, that there are, but there's also little things like in season two, like there you don't really remember the comic relief a lot of the time in Attack on Titan because it's such mm. a fucked up dark show. But yeah. like it is it is littered in there, it is sprinkled, like they, they use, you know, uh Sasha a lot. The, you know, like, yeah. I'm watching season two and she's had like three scenes and three episodes, and without failure all three of her lines of dialogue are food-related. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's <laughs> just pretty funny. But anyway, yeah, that was a funny scene. Uh, then we cut to a war meeting. Um, you know, Reiner's answering questions, giving intel to the this war council. <laughs> he gets insulted immediately for not having a solution. And gives some legitimate information. You he know, does. And, he, and he even goes, like, I'm just giving you what I know. And the guy's like, well, you're Should, useless. Like, shouldn't have let an Eldian talk. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, and then, you know, they briefly chat. And all the Titans are like, yeah, I can't wait to see what they come up with. Like, they don't... Well, that was, yeah. that was also very telling, too, because, you know... There is clearly resentment among them. And when yes. they feel safe, they express it. Yeah. And because at that scene, I immediately thought back to... It was episode two where, at the, right at the very end, where the, like, you know, the Marlians are listening in on the conversation between Zeke and the rest of the warriors. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that they make a point of, oh, Galliard kind of had a little bit of pushback, but, you know, he, at the He'll end of the day, he, he, yeah, he falls in line. And, you know, like, I think they might have mentioned, maybe I'm misremembering this, but I feel like they make a, a note of, like, Piek is always solid, you know, and then... You know, like, I think Reiner and Zeke are kind of, that's like a known, you know, that's like a known for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but even then, all of them, even Zeke was kind of like, they were just kind of like, well, you know, it's... Uh, is what it is? It is what it is. It's It just seemed, I feel like there's more to that scene. I feel like that, them's like all leading out, and then it quickly cuts away to like to the next scene, mm-hmm. you know, which is kind of kicks back into the lightheartedness of the episode again. Falco but, beating Gabby in a race. Yeah, beating Gabby at a race and like all of them just being dumbfounded. And that you know, and then it kind of just bounces back to them and just they're they're a family, you know. Mm-hmm, they're they're sense. all very close. And just the light, you know, the theme, you know, there's lots of themes in this episode and this season so far, but I just I really appreciated seeing the lightheartedness of this group specifically. 
it's, you know, it's been so like it's been full. Yeah. So I was gonna say it's very refreshing, but it's it's killing me because I feel yeah. like there's a reason we're we're getting all this lighthearted stuff. Yeah. And it's because it's probably all about to be taken away. But but I agree, it's a really fun change of pace, and we know enough about these characters now to like be in on the fun. Yeah. It was they. It was the perfect setup. We had, you know, we had the the three episodes, you know, getting to know them and their vices and you know their pros and their cons and you know where they stand in the world and their, you know, yeah. It was a lot, a lot of information, and then it just it felt normal to see them have like a day like this. Yeah, things are falling into you place. Know? Yeah. Um, if we move forward, so yeah, Falco beats Gabby in that race. He's stoked. He seems like to be in a better place. His mood is good. Everybody's giving him props, including like the, you know, Reiner's like, damn, I think he'd win. Um, And he admits fully to Gabby and co, like, yeah, I'm not giving up. Like, you know, they haven't selected a successor yet. I'm going to keep trying. Yeah, she headbutts him. She headbutts him, (laughs) And the funny, and he does admit it, though. He does say, like, I'm trying to do this to save you. Yeah, and And she's clueless. She cannot compute. No. Uh, and everyone's like, oh, he's, I love the one guard. It says a lot of like, oh, I can't believe you said it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like you finally admitted it. And you can tell everyone knows that Falco cares about her. Yeah. But, you yeah. know, you know, they're, they're children and there's mm-hmm. probably some affection involved involved there. So naturally they're daft as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I don't understand. Yeah. Um, yeah. The next is uh, festival preparations. This is an interesting scene. So... You know, the, the warrior candidates are talking there, and I forget the one kid's name. He's the kid later that spills wine on someone. Uh, He's a warrior candidate, that's all I know. But Well, I'm, I'm, I'm blanking his yeah, name. But right he, he mentions that, you know, two, he gives us two pieces of info that I think we may have known, but mm-hmm. is a bit of a reminder. He says, my parents are from an internment zone in another nation. I found that, yeah, I was surprised by that as well. So, one, I didn't know there'd be other internment zones in other countries. And two, he says, the disdain for Eldians is even worse abroad than it is here. So it's like, Jesus Christ. It's not just... Marley clearly has their boot on the neck of Eldians here, but it feels like if we win this fight, we're not liberating everyone everywhere. So that's... No. It's much more widespread than we were aware of. Um, Then we cut to Willie and McGath. Talking about Willie's position, we kind of allured to this earlier, you know, how he said he kind of has, he feels the weight of this decision that is kind of coming. Mm -hmm. He feels the weight of being the head of this family and therefore the nation. Um, Because I think McGath actually says, like, you're kind of the supreme commander of Marley. Yeah. Well, no, because Willie kind of makes a comment of, you know, like, the military is yours. And he goes, well, no. Yeah. It's, you know... I answer to you. I answer the same supreme commander who is you. You know, like I run the military, but like, you know. So, McGath is definitely uh, he's siding. You know, he's making, he's mm-hmm. choosing, he's picking his side, and we've yet to see like the other side of the government. I guess there was that you know earlier meeting um, in season two, uh, at the beginning of the episode, where it opens up to like that war room. You know, they're all kind of like the Hitler-esque characters at the table. I don't know. Like, that's the thing, too. We don't get names for a lot of these characters. Oh, in episode kind of, two. Yeah, yeah. In episode two. So, like, it's kind of just, like, generic, you know, uh, Marley and government leaders and all that. Willie is the only concrete one. And McGath mm-hmm. is, you know, the only, like, known known members we have. But, uh, yeah, it's... Yeah, and then... There's this weird moment. I, uh, did you pick up on this? There's the, this demo- weird... the demolition reference? Yeah, he, like, gives him a book. 
And I don't know if there's significance to that. And, you know, Willie reads it. And he's like, oh, there's a large-scale demolition required. That's interesting. And then they talk about other stuff. Then they return to it. And they go, oh, we can reuse the pillars, but we got to get rid of the rest. The house is infested with rats. Mm. So, and they are kind of looking at some construction. And, like, they are in the middle of a, what looks like appears to be a construction zone. But it was just weird to me. I don't know why. Because it kind of felt like they were meeting to discuss some shit. Well, and do you think the house is infested with rats is a metaphor for we are aware that we have spies in our midst? Or is it completely literal and they actually have to tear a building down? And for some reason, they're telling us this. I have two trains of thought. Um, one, of them, one of them I'll say because it kind of goes... Um, yeah, like, I don't know how... I, maybe we'll wait a little longer, but just the my one. You know, you know what? Let's just do it now. <laughs> the I genuinely believe Willie's kind of like ramping up to like you know we're gonna have this cuts ahead to like there's a dinner scene. You know, let, let's just cut to that. It's kind of sure. like what happens next, more or less. Yep. And we'll 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 backtrack to an Aaron moment, but mm-hmm. there's the scene at the ball where you know Willie, you know. There's that very, very strange moment with who I'm assuming is like a governor or a prime minister of Marley. Yeah, I think he's unnamed. Of some sort of unnamed, and he kind of like clearly makes an antagonistic joke at the expense of like all the people in the room who's like all these other nations. Who yeah, they, he basically says yesterday's enemy is today's enemy. Yeah, and like, you know, the the first time I watched the episode, I thought that was maybe just like a kind of like a weird translation, you know, for the subs. Mm-hmm. And then I noticed, like, a very, like, concrete, like, smile. And I was like, oh, this guy's a fucking asshole. Like, you know, it just goes to show, like, how kind of clueless these people are. Like, they're just war-hungry. Mm-hmm. You know, they love picking fights. But so Willie, you know, Willie kind of comes in and calms down and, like, straight up is like, oh, yeah, like, not a good joke. I got it now. And and then, you know, he starts talking. And everyone starts losing it over him. You know, like everyone's clapping and he clearly has this rapport with all these other nations, which is so weird because Marley's been at war with all these people. Mm-hmm. You know, like what has he done to gain all their, you know, all their faith in him? Them all knowing he's Eldian. Unless people don't think he that their family is Eldian. I don't know, man. They you call know? him, like you said earlier, like the kin of our saviors. I mean, maybe, I mean... If we try and empathize, I guess, with Marley, you know, because supposedly the Eldians had their their boot on the neck of everybody for a long yeah. time before Marley was able to overthrow them. So whether or not he's Eldian, maybe that doesn't matter, because maybe yeah. all that matters is that his family was, you know, a big part of winning that war. Um, mm. So maybe, I don't know, he's just really... But even then, having an association with the with the new nation that, like, took control of the Titans, it's that's some weird politics that I, I think we're going to get some clarity on soon. You know, just yeah. we just don't have it in front of us now. But he kind of, like, you know, he gives a hint of, like, I'm going to solve all their problems come tomorrow. Or, you know, come tomorrow, we're going to have a festival. I have a single it's, solution, which eerily, I have a single solution. eerily sounds like the final solution. I, gen- I, I, I believe that, and this is going to go back to what we were talking about before with the, the rats reference with McGath. I think they're going to wipe out all the Eldians. I think, yeah. I think warrior, everyone, I'm assuming, I think they're going to try and capture all the warriors. Genocide. They're going to genocide, you know, you know, at back home because they make the reference to internment camps, internment zones in other nations. Mm-hmm. So they set that up of like Eldians being all over the place. 
And that also puts a lot of weight in what McGath said in the first episode about, you know, if we let a Titan die, a shifter die, we would never know where it goes. So another nation could get it right. You know, mm-hmm. like it's, it's, um, yeah, I, I think they're just going to wipe out the audience. I think that's, you know, they're just going to like kind of make it open season. They're going to try and, because what can the Warriors really do? I have you no know? idea. I have because no idea what the solution is, but I'm very curious. But if it goes the way you're saying, then he becomes the perfect, I don't know about villain or, or what, but he, he becomes the perfect embodiment of the other side. Yeah. You know what I mean? And ironically, who knows, maybe his decision will push Reiner and co. together with Aaron and co. and give them a common enemy. I, I have mm-hmm. no idea. So that's, if, if, if I think, like, if that is the way it's going, which is my feeling, the reference to the rats is they must know that they're there. You think? You know? I think so. I think the pillar, mean, because the pillar reference could also be, like, you know, there's still some good parts of the government that we can use, or there's people in the government we can still use. Mm-hmm. But the rats reference could also just be like a bunch of, you know, war hungry Marleyan generals or, sure. you know, because it could also be that. The only reason I thought the other was just because, you know, Willie's got this final solution, you know, <laughs> like it's, mm-hmm. you know, and where no one knows where that's going to go. He even says, I understand the desire to exterminate Eldians at one point. He takes care to mention, you know, that blood runs through his own veins. It's like, yeah. just where are we going here, man? Um, and you can just tell he wields a lot of power and he's about to make a play. Mm -hmm. Um, and he says he's going to reveal it at the festival tomorrow in his first theatrical play. Um, which is weird. (laughs) Yeah. He clearly has a very aristocratic. Yeah. An affinity for showmanship as well. Mm -hmm. Kind of interesting. So yeah, we, we kind of skipped to towards the end of the episode. Um, if we backtrack a bit, we end up at my favorite scene of the episode. Oh, yeah. Which is uh, Falco and Aaron. And, or, you know, Aaron is calling himself Kruger. Kruger, Mr. Kruger. Um, At this point, this is where we formally learn that Falco has been sending several letters for Aaron. Mm -hmm. So it has been some time and more than one. Aaron says, you know, he's got to go home after the festival. So he's aware of local events. He's aware of the festival. He probably is aware that it holds some significance. Mm -hmm. And just the phrase, I got to get back to my hometown... Yeah. Reiner and Berthold are saying that shit all throughout season two. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Like, you know, we got we to gotta get the fuck out of here. We got to go home. Um, so, yeah, that just is another funny little parallel. Um, and then this is the best part for me. As Falco leaves and this old man and a doctor who enters himself as a doctor sits next to Aaron. And he says his name is Jaeger. And he kind of gives Aaron a little bit of shit for talking so much with Falco. Yeah. But it's clear why. Basically says, like, you know, that boy's family has been through a lot. And, you know, they finally became Marleyan, honorary Marleyans because of the warrior program because Falco's older brother is going to inherit the beast. Um, And then he, you know, he basically says, like, you don't want to mess that, you know, you you could potentially mess up the kid's whole life and his whole family life. And then... (laughs) We take a bit of a turn here, and Aaron says, do you have your own regret about family? And I think Aaron is aware of who this man is. Do you think so? I think so. I, I think. I think there's a reason he's pushing him. Um, be, because the old man eventually, uh, he spills the beans, and he says, yeah. Well, did, did Aaron know that 
his where his namesake is from? I don't know, but I bet I don't think he knew before. But I think all of that was absolutely in the books that his dad left behind. Yeah. His dad uh, took careful to care, uh, took care to t- discuss to leave uh, a record in the books of what happened between him and his own family. Mm. You know that his own family brainwashed him. He rebelled, and eventually his son turned him in. Um, and anyway, so this old man sitting on the bench, we realize, you know, as he recounts like the worst day of his life when his children uh, left and escaped the zone briefly, and his daughter was killed, and all this shit went down. We realize uh, that the, this is Aaron's grandfather. A wild, absolute wild, fucking so. crazy. And yeah. he loses his mind. He becomes hysterical. He starts shrieking. And as that happens, you quickly realize that oh, he's not a doctor here. He's a patient here. Mm. Because um, he's, you know, he has significant emotional trauma. I think, I think, as, you know, good luck proving this, but I think Aaron was 1,000% aware, aware of who he was talking to. Yeah. And was, one, probably curious about whether his grandfather had regret. Mm. And two, I think he may have wanted to hurt him there. <laughs> like, Maybe. Like emotionally for what his grandfather has done to his family. Who knows? But uh, I think Aaron was completely aware of who he was talking to. I could see that, you know, especially, you know, the, the books that Grisha left behind. I, I knew, I, I knew something was up when they made, they cut away to like a, like an orderly and another doctor, like in, like inside the building looking out. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember just, oh, this is a mental hospital. You know, that, that's, that's where Aaron yeah. is right now. And I was like, this, you know, this is, something's going to come of this. And yeah, just, uh. Oh, and he was wearing the uh, the red armband for honor- honorary Marleyan, right? Which you get when you're someone in your family is a uh, titan. Yes, which, and that's uh, it'd be Zeke in the sense. It'd be Zeke in the sense. So yeah, man, that was uh, that shit was fucking crazy. Yeah, um, did and that, that's yeah. the great thing about this episode. There's just so much stuff, just like completely out of left field and unexpected. In in the on like the various spectrums from you know to like the lightheartedness of you know throughout the episode the you know the who expected like you know Aaron to sit down with his grandfather sane or not you know you know and uh, you know and the the dinner scene you know the 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 Tiber family and just like the presence they have like it was I agree it's you know, all like, out of left field it's all out of left field and like we've had lots of lore dumps you know every episode this season so far. Mm-hmm. But this was, there was so much, you could tell it was kind of drip-fed throughout the whole episode. It's not like the previous episodes where, like, you get a little bit, you know, kind of like a big, a lot of info at one time. I found this is just a lot across the board and just, like, a little bit of feeding. And then now we're going to get that through, like, maybe going forward just a little bit more at a time. Because they've set up huge things. Like, this whole Tiber family dynamic thing is, there's so much to that that, like... It kind of feels like we're back in the dark again, which feels like normal Attack on Titan. Yeah, always <laughs> you know you're I mean? just clawing for more uh, <laughs> yeah. answers, but all you get is more questions. Yeah. We have learned a bit. I mean, I think, uh, man, like we have a definitely a new appreciation for these characters that we already knew. And I think no matter who we meet now, especially like people like Galliard and Piek, you know, that hold Titans, where we would probably just consider them immediate enemies uh, yep. when we were watching seasons two and three and whatnot. Now you have you know a lot of understanding for their predicament. You feel for them a little bit more because of what a great job the show has done 
painting these circumstances and the fact mm-hmm. that all of these people were born into this. Yeah. Um, basically, the show or uh, the episode wraps up. Uh, there's a post-credit scene, of course, but uh, it wraps up on the festival, mm. um, or maybe like the morning of, which is like one of the really, really great, you know, lighthearted, happy scenes we were talking about. Oh, beginning to end, what a, what a phenomenal scene! It's not very long, but it's incredibly mm. effective. Um, so fun! It's all the warrior candidates and the warriors just pigging out. You know, they're eating ice cream, pizza, all kinds of food. Reiner's paying for everything. That's my favorite my favorite gag is just each time it cuts back to like them all cheering with a new type of food. And you know. can see his, his head is slowly dipping from like all the money he's spending. You yeah. know, like just he's like super happy at first, gladly paying and then kind of like, "Oh, okay." And then like he can see his head is just down by the third. Yeah, fourth. I know. Yeah. Cool. Uh, even uh, Galliard is there. He's in on the fun. Yeah. Uh, Piak is there. They're all there. They're all seem yeah. to be having a good time. Exception is, I think it's just Zeke and Colt are the ones missing out. Yeah, and even uh, Galliard kind of like makes an expense out. I'm like, <laughs> you know, like it's okay to relax every now and then, you know. Yeah. So that's the thing too. Like Galliard's not. He genuinely dislikes Reiner, but mm-hmm. he also seems like a an older brother to all of them. You know, yeah. like he's he's not like just an absolute jerk. Which is which is so fucked. Like every time you try to. I try to appreciate the relationships between the tit- the existing Titans and the candidates. Yeah. It's so hard to, you have to keep that in the back of your mind that like they're so aware that this person is going to literally eat me alive, mm. uh, you know, when the time comes and I don't have a lot of time left. Yeah. So fucked. Um, I love the credit and the sequence. Um, I love it when they do this. They've done this a few times in this show where they slowly put credits on the side yeah. or they'll put credits wherever and start playing a, you know, score, but the show isn't over yet. So they're like preemptively preemptive credits. I don't know what you would call it, mm-hmm. but I love that. And it's Reiner literally dragging Gabby home because she's eaten so much. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, I would have been fine with the episode ending here. I thought it did a really good job of like you said earlier, kind of the calm before the storm. You get like a really beautiful, like lighthearted scene. And it could probably end there, and I think the audience knows, like, shit's about to get rough. Because yeah. right before the actual credits, she just says, Gabby has this great line where just she says, it feels like something is about to change. And Reiner goes, yeah, it does. And then, then it cuts to credits. Yeah, it's similar to, like, the post-dinner scene uh, in uh, what would have been last episode, or, or two episodes ago. You know, when, when uh, Reiner has that moment at the dinner table talking about, you know, his memories of the a parody and, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, all kinds of people reference and all that, you know, and, you know, uh, Gabby makes a comment of, you know, like, she's worried about you and all that. Like, she's has, like, these weird little insightful moments that immediately, the following episode just kind of explains all of that. Yeah. You know, I... I think they're going to do that again. I think it's clearly obvious. I would be surprised if they bait and switched us into another kind of slow lore dump episode. Yeah. I would be surprised. I, I think it's on in some way or another. And then there's post-credits. Please tell me you saw that. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Imagine I, you didn't. <laughs> I, oh, yeah, I watched straight to the end. Uh, yes. Thank God. Yeah, I caught that. Post-credits. Um, it just looks like everybody's getting ready and gathering for the festival or like this little play that uh, Willie has organized. And Falco 
uh, is on a little mission, and you know he's missing at first, and he shows up, and he's like, "Yo, Reiner, follow me." It you know they're short on time, but Zeke says, "No, nah, you should be good. Go go check it out." So Reiner follows Falco into a basement. You know, looks like an underground kind of dingy basement. Uh, Seems like more than that. He was like, there, there was some pretty serious lefts and rights and, you know, down levels. Like, he went out of his way to get there. Yes. Uh, so it's a little out of the way. And uh, if you remember, like, way back in season one, I remember they were intentionally trying to lure Annie underground as well so that mm. she wouldn't be able to transform, right? Yep. So I'm wondering if that is a coincidence or maybe it's just they don't want Aaron anywhere nearby. But. I'm spoiling it. Uh, they lure him to Aaron, or Falco lures him to Aaron, and you know he's just he's. I I think what I love about this play is that Aaron is clearly not afraid. No, he is very clearly making a play. He has he has Falco wrapped around his finger, you know, with the intel, with the letters, and with luring Reiner. Out into what the would open. he? What would he have said to Falco to get him to just? I don't. Wait. I'm. I. I bet we're finding out next episode, but I haven't got a fucking clue. Yeah. Because I don't think Falco's dumb. I mean, he actually reminds us quite a bit of Aaron, right? Yeah. Like, no, uh, I agree. I don't. I don't think he's dumb at all. Like the he clearly has, you know. You know, like I don't want to like sell Aaron short or sell Falco short, but like I do think. Aaron is a one is a very genuine character, mm-hmm. you know. Maybe like, not anymore, but yeah. maybe not anymore. But like you know, he's. I'm sure he feels for Falco, and I'm sure like he had to use him, you know, to kind of move their plan forward. But I just, mm-hmm. I wonder. Yeah, I, I'm sure we're gonna get next episode. But like, what? It's so crazy the rapport the two of them have built together in such like a short amount of time, and like I wonder how much more Falco has told him, you know. Yeah, what was Aaron on top of Aaron being in any behind enemy lines and being able to, you know, notice as much as he wants and report on it? Um, he also has a warrior candidate right in front of him that is yeah. maybe potentially parting with uh, sensitive information. Yeah. So then Reiner shows up, and I love that, like just his tone. Aaron's just like, "Yo, Reiner, it's been <laughs> four years." Yeah, I've been. <laughs> and I, I, I love, like, Aaron still missing the legs, still got an eye patch on, and he doesn't look like he has a care in the world. He's sitting down. He's pretty defenseless, or so it would seem. Mm. He would appear as a vulnerable person, but he looks pretty at ease yeah. when, when Reiner walks in. He's lured him here. It feels like Aaron holds the power going into this confrontation. Um, but who knows how that's going to play out, because Reiner ain't no, ain't no chump. Um, but su- it feels like, you know, the first phase of a plan of some kind. And I'm super curious to see where they take it. Oh, that's all I've been able to think about since, you know, the episode has ended is I just, I, I, it sucks. Cause I think you had mentioned this is the week we're, we're going to be having like a, like a bye week here. Yes. Those bastards, they're breaking for New Year's Eve. Like. Or New Year's, whatever. The convert. I want to know Reiner's first words. That's yeah. what I want to know. I want to know, like, the immediate reaction. You know, like, does Reiner spring into action? Like, it, this could go a hundred... Because we've seen so many sides to Reiner in, the, in these past few yeah. episodes. You know, like, we, we don't know which side of his personality we're going to get. You know? And if he does quick mental math and some mental gymnastics, he's going to realize, like, wait, if Aaron's here, that also means a million other things. Yes. Like, one, we've been infiltrated. Two, he must know what's going on. 
three, like how the hell did he lure me here? Four, if he got Falco to do it, like how much more does he know? What else has Falco done for him? Yeah. Like, you know, it's a domino effect. Like just like seeing him here means a lot. Probably scanning the room to see where Mikasa is. Yeah, no, yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. She's got him a couple times now. <laughs> yeah, definitely got that PTSD. Yeah, well, because they set up that moment. Like he flashes to, you know, he wakes up to. Her I'd swinging be, on him. I'd be scared of her too. Because yeah. in in Titan form, out of Titan form, she's given him a couple good licks. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and then there's a two week break. Did you watch the uh, preview? Yeah, I did. They're so short. They do a good job of not telling you much. I mean, it really. I don't think the preview answers any of the questions that we've laid out. Um, mm, other than no, you know, so. it looks like the festival's going to happen, and there's mm. clearly a confrontation with Aaron and Reiner. And the episode title is probably uh, the most interesting. It, I, it's, do you know what it is? No, I didn't catch that, actually. Do you want to know? Yeah, sure. It's uh, episode, the next episode is called Declaration of War. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Which is pretty heavy. Um, hmm. So I think it might lend credence to your theory that maybe it's just time to commit genocide. Yeah. Or maybe it's time we put all of our military effort behind going back to Paradis. I don't know what their, uh, what their call is, but clearly it's violent. <laughs> well, this just kind of, like, now that I think about it, this I'm thinking more of that scene, you know, where Zeke makes the, the request to, you know, to continue the Paradis Island mission. Mm-hmm. And, like, they're, you know, they, they were listening in on them. Zeke must have some insight into what's going on. Yeah, he's their war chief. But like outside of like outside of Marley, like Zeke uh, must have an idea of maybe like where the Tiber family's head is at, yeah, you know, man. and like their stance on everything. Like maybe who knows if Parody Island going to Parody Island, like you know, again, this is total left field, just a you know, like a a far out theory. But like, what if they're trying to escape? Yeah, I, I you know, know, like just tr- trying to get away because, like, I feel like they're gonna. My theory is Willie's just gonna snatch up all the shifters, keep them locked up, you know, give it to someone in the family, mm-hmm. and then you know, just kill all the rest of the Eldians. You know, let there be no more Eldians. To His potentially own people. Get it. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah. he can't have too much love for them. Yeah, no you shit. Know? If he's letting like, him go through this, yeah. We also we also kind of glossed over. There's a moment during the ball, you know, the the four warriors candidates were waiters. Yes, that was a great scene. Do you think they were there, like, on the basis of gaining intel? I don't think so. I no. I think that they were like <laughs> they needed waiters at a fancy place, and the warrior candidates are as like as far up as you get. Sure, but you're still. A second-class citizen, like they actually said, oh, there's filthy blood touching the place. Oh that? yeah, the everyone was just like looking at them. You know, I'm surprised Gross. they weren't spitting at them. There was a funny line. You know, there. You know, um, again, I'm we're, I blank on his name. The the candidate with the glasses. The yeah, I know. The, had, the, this is the most screen time he's had, right? So it, it's tricky. yeah. Well, he he had some stuff. He had a couple moments when he was kind of kicking. He they're on the docks, and that's when Reiner kind of comes yeah, to yeah. them. They'll run after him, but. Um, you know, he bumps into a, a woman and gets wine on her, and she quickly kind of, like, comes to his rescue of, and, like, takes the heat for it, you know, saying, like, oh, no, no, like, you know, you know, like, I spilled the wine. Like, I think, like, a, like a Mater D comes over and he's yeah. like, oh, what's going on here? That felt, 
kind of relevant. I wonder if we'll see her again. It, I think so. She was an Asian woman wearing a kimono, and they yeah. actually say, I think she's from there. She's from some certain Eastern Hizuru place or something. Hizuru, like yeah. But the line that made me laugh was the again his name I, I don't recall. He goes, "Oh, like she she knew I was Eldian," and I'm like, mm-hmm. "You have a fucking armband on, dude." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's the first. I was like, "What?" <laughs> She must have a really keen sense of intuition. Wow, I don't know insight. how she was able to pick that up so fast. <laughs> but you notice, too, like, Willie, none of the Tiber family wears any of the armbands. Yeah, that actually, that's a great point. I never you noticed know, that. Yeah. Like, I don't believe they count themselves, like, as Eldian at all. Yeah, but obviously they have to be, right? Yeah. Uh, man, I'm excited to see the Warhammer Titan in action, too. Yeah, I wonder how soon if this episode has really has really made me dread that it's only sixteen episodes this season. Yeah, I the you prevailing know? theory that I keep seeing is that it's it is sixteen episodes, but the a lot of people seem dis- confident that there'll be parts one and two. Is there any credence to that? Like, is well, there like any there, concrete reasoning to that? The reasoning that I, I saw recently that was actually pretty good was that they, for uh, season three, part one and two, is while they were doing part one, they didn't advance, they didn't announce in advance that they were going to be splitting it. They only told you they were splitting it towards the end of part one. So it was like, oh, oh. okay, so, well, they could just be doing the same thing here. Yeah. Because that would give it a matter of precedence, right? You know, like, it's it sounds selfish and greedy, but, like, I feel like they, they definitely could tell this story in 16 episodes, you know? Like, well, the storytelling is very, very tight. And, it is, but, you know, from what I've seen in, like, non-spoiler threads, manga people are like, there's absolutely no way. Really? <laughs> They're like, yeah, we do, you know, every episode is about two to two and a half or three chapters. Oh, really? And uh, that it covers, yeah, and there's absolutely no way, is what they're saying, but who hmm. knows? Um, I will be, I, I'm telling you, I will be reading the, the manga after this is finished. Dude, I'm this will so, be, this, will be a, this will be a first for me. Same here. It'll be my first yeah. one I ever read. Uh, I'm so glad, you know, knock on wood, uh, that I haven't had a manga spoiler yet. Mm. Um, I had, I think I had one. I like, mean, a significant oh, one. You oh, know, I, I think I told you yeah. a small one, but like nothing crazy. Yeah. I've had, I've had a minor one and. And it hasn't revealed itself in the season, but it could be one of those things that they don't. You know, like there's probably there's just so much content. Like it really, it really puts in perspective how much, how much more there is. Like if you read it, you know, like they they do their best to you know consolidate it and still get the full picture as best as they can. But mm-hmm. it's uh, this what a tremendous season. Like yeah, each man. episode, I I will say like this this isn't my favorite episode. Like, you know, I feel like each week it's been, I've loved the one after that even more. I, I think this is a great episode. I still don't, I don't think it's the best one out of the bunch. Yeah, I'm not In my sure. opinion. I'm not but, sure. But um, it's, it was, it's a great episode, you know, like, and I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with it at yeah. all. It's the, just uh, Reiner teasing. post-traumatic stress episode may, might have been my favorite of the season so far. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I did, yeah, I would say so. Um... But yeah, man, so that's it, and this it's also dawning on me that because of the break, and even without the break, this is our last episode of 2020. Well, 
what a way to close the year. <laughs> an attack on Titan. Yeah, and some people are saying that 2020 has been a somewhat turbulent year. And, you know, I don't know what people are talking about, but... Uh, oh, I must have missed the memo. Yeah, I don't know what's going on, and things have been pretty smooth sailing for me, but... Um, 2021, hopefully, will be a better year, filled with plenty more of Attack on Titan coverage and lots of part-time otaku podcasts. Um, perhaps we'll still do, like, a little holiday episode. Um, I think I think we should absolutely break in the new year with talking about, you know, some of the good things that we watched and, and yeah. loved with, you know. Attack on, and, you know, including Attack on Titan, I think we should, uh, I think we should do that. I think that would be fun. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. So we'll have some kind of, uh, you know, we'll put something out um, on our typical schedule. I think we usually post on uh, Wednesdays, so look for it next Wednesday. Um, but other than that, thank you for listening. Um, so far, we're getting a bit of traction and we're getting some good feedback. So thank you very much for lending us your ears. Um, this is really fun for both me and Grant to do. We don't really have uh, many mid- or long-term goals with the podcast, but we'll probably keep doing this as long as Attack on Titan is out, uh, at minimum, and then you know probably potentially something else after that. Um, if there's anything you want us to cover, or if you, you know, have any theories you want us to discuss, or anything crazy like that, don't hesitate to leave feedback. We pretty much read all of it anyway. Um, but other than that, we will see you next week. Bye, everyone. Hit us up. Okay. Cheers.